So I'm here with Wasil Kato, Alex Kato, and Wasil Mora. That's the name. Um, known as Taste Breakers from the Bay Area, who are located now Los Angeles. So we're gonna ask them a bunch of questions, and then let's just get to it. It's a nice little day outside. Today is uh, today, May 11th, 30, Thursday, 2017. <laughs> All right. So first question, uh, just to get background. Where are you both from? Um, South Bay Area, San Jose, Cupertino is where I spent most of my later years, but I bounced around Santa Clara, San Jose, South Bay. I'm from Cupertino, <laughs> born and raised. Uh, just recently moved to L.A. a year ago, but yeah, from Cupertino. I thought you were about to do the Walnut Creek um how did you both meet we went to high school with each other, with each other. yeah right that's yeah. no <laughs> kato <laughs> yeah we went to the same high school kato uh was 08 i was 2010 so he was a junior when i was a freshman i'd say skate culture brought us together i had a ton of friends who skated kato skated i didn't skate but i just hung out with everyone who skated and that's how we met. And then, uh, so I know you guys changed the name multiple times. So what's the history on, like, how did uh, Taste Breakers was formed and how did the name change multiple times? I got this. I've told this story yeah. quite a few times. <laughs> All right. So uh, we started DJing together uh, my freshman year of college when I was 18. Um, and uh, we started off DJing some random house parties in downtown going by the name corrupted youth um that was the first name ever uh this one we were playing nothing but dirty electro you know that blog house shit um that was a short-lived little run and then uh we started we kind of we didn't dj together for a while after that we just kind of started doing our own thing in college yeah college happened um and then two years later, we reconvened, uh, started DJing together, uh, at first as Aqua, which was A-K-W-A, you know, not very creative, it was just our initials combined. Um, phonetically pleasing, though. Yeah. Phonetically, phonetically pleasing. <laughs> phonetically pleasing. Um, and then uh, we rode that for a little bit until we did Tastemakers, uh, but that was V's instead of A's. And then... Uh, we flipped the A's over 
And then we had a momentary switch to chromatic beats. That was like... Shout out chromatic coffee. <laughs> yeah, it was inspired by chromatic coffee. Um, that lived for like a month. And then now we're, then we did tastemakers again. Um, but then after I looked up all the copyright and who, who had uh, pretty much... Why, why am I blanking on this? Like people who had the copyright on... Or the trademark on a tastemaker. There's a lot out there. So figured we wanted a name that would be easier to claim and brand um and we were just kind of shooting shooting and out names in a text thread and we were just kind of fucking around honestly just like what seeing what came out and then caught a shout out taste breakers and i was like dude that's the one there was there was taste shakers taste shakers was in there break tasters yeah yeah there was a bunch of horrible shitty names before you reach taste breakers but but taste breakers is cool uh, because we feel like it fits more what we're trying to go for anyways. Um, so, yeah, that's how we got to the name Tastebreakers. Cool. I didn't know any of those previous names. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long history than I thought. You get, you get, it takes a long time to get the right one. And then, Kato saying you guys moved. Did you both move at the same time to L.A. a year like ago? Like a six-month difference in time. Who was first? You? Myself. Yeah, okay. Tell me about, like, why did you guys decide to make that move? since you both did it separately, and then how did you reconvene and everything? Uh, well, I went earlier for school. I went to Icon Collective, uh, but the game plan was that we were both going to move to L.A., so it just kind of took a bit longer to get down there. Uh, but the game plan was always from the jump, move to L.A. and do this music shit, so that was like the whole reason why we did it. And then you guys released a song, at least based on your SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> In February last year was that like your first one with the new name and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the first one with the new name. Um, we put out one song after that, and then we just went dark for the rest of the year. Um, just focused on creating and stacking up tracks and uh, really prepping for this year because I was still in school at the time. Um, so it was just kind of just like soak up as much as I could first and really figure out how to do it right or you know as right as possible. Um, and then we just hit it this year and we've been staying consistent with releases every month and, uh, I'm just collaborating on a ton of different projects, doing videos and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. To even go further back for both of you, <laughs> um, how's the Barrett influence impacted your like original productions? Hyphy music. I would say that like over the course of the past year, what we've really always come back to is hyphy music. Or trying to trying to use it as an influence in some way. We're gonna play an all hyphy set tonight, you know, holding it down for the music that we listened to in high school. And just I don't know, I feel like that's that was the first time like music really had a huge impact on my life. Just trying to do like that hyphy sound or incorporate that. Yeah, I think that um, you know, my first G party that I ever DJ'd um was back in high school. And it didn't start getting cracking until I started playing the hyphy hits, like the Bay Area slaps, you know? So those are kind of like my fondest memories of DJing. Um, so with the first track that we came out with this year, um, yeah, that was like a very Bay Area-influenced track. Uh, because when we go to make a dance track, like Kato said, I kind of feel like that's what we end up gravitating towards. Um, not because of a comfort, so to say, but rather like 
just an understanding and a familiarity with like <laughs> with the music, you know, um, and you know, like the the nostalgia elicits out of us too, you know, and just like the rhythm of Bay Area music, I feel like it's very unique in its own way, and a lot of people like copy that. So it's like, why not continue to breed that into our own production, at least for our dance tracks, you know? Awesome, cool. Um, my next question for you guys, it's more like technical, I guess, in a way. How challenging is it finding an audience for your music since you both dip into multiple genres and you try blending those together? Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't feel like it's very difficult at all. Um, maybe for music, for music listening purposes, uh, I would say it's more difficult because you have such a broader taste, but we started off DJing first. So that's kind of our background. And I think that our biggest strength as DJs is the fact that we can literally spin any situation. And I say that confidently, like we have the style of music to fit almost any situation that we'd be thrown in as performers, as DJs. Um, so that's kind of what's being reflected through our music right now as well. Um, so we've been hitting a different style of release every every month thus far. Uh, we kind of have like a wide range of sound. Um, and, you know, part of it is that we're this like releasing music on a consistent basis is new to us like this. So it's like seeing what works, what people like, what people don't like. But then at the same time, it's just kind of like. It's the type of shit that we, we like making and what we listen to, you know, like a wide range of sounds. And it's usually like the type of stuff that we put out. It's like really just depending on what we were listening to at the time, what the mood was, you know, and we kind of just try to go like that. interview or in our first interview ever was with Domino yeah. um, and he told he told me specifically and I read off his uh, genius page as well yeah. how Kato made beats every day for 50 days yeah. making about 50 beats um, just to ask like cumulatively like how many beats do you guys make on a weekly basis whoever wants to go um, that's tough to answer um, Kato goes through spurts like that where he so it was like my last semester at Icon and I had a collab project that I had to focus on. And so I was like, yo, we're not going to be able to collaborate as much uh, during this last quarter. And he was like, okay, I'm just going to do a beat a day. 
So he just powered through, did fucking 56 beats through three months, pretty much, whatever, like a little over, or a little less than three months, sorry. Um, and then um, now, dude, it's like all, we're always making music, you know, either myself or him. So we have a ton of ideas out there. Um, and it really comes down to, you know, like I'd say at least you're at least getting one beat a week, but usually much more than that. I mean, Kato's back on his everyday grind, so he's trying to do that till the end of the year. And I try to finish at least one, like try to do one beat a week. So we get a pretty consistent amount. At least five ideas a week. At least five ideas a week is what I'd say. So based off that, like since you guys are pretty rampant with making beats, how many times a week or like? In the course of the time you've moved to LA, do you hear requests for your beats? Because I know Domino requests some, and then of course like Nady and everybody. So, uh, I think it just kind of happens more naturally. Um, it's less about people asking us for stuff, or it's more like we make something that we think someone would be dope on, and we shoot it to them, or like you know they just hit us up to work. It's kind of like just more a casual thing, really. Those are all our homies, so it's like, yo man, I just made this. What you think? If they like it, they'll be like, yo, let me hop on. Easy as that. Or it's like, hey, man, you got any beats? I need a beat, you know? Mm-hmm. So just pretty casual. So based off, like, collaborations and original work, um, out of all of them so far, or ones that you're working on right now, what has been the most, like, time-consuming and rewarding out of those? I'll let Kyle answer first. Time-consuming and rewarding. Yeah. I would say our most recent session, or one of our most recent sessions with one of our friends, City James, we went in for a whole weekend, and we just we were just producing. We spit one out the first night. It was arguably the best of the weekend, in my for personal sure. opinion. Yeah, uh, but that session, like it was, I would call it a three-day session of just you know we woke up, we got started, and then we went straight into making beats. Uh, I would say we have six ideas, four tracks, ish, that came out of that weekend, which is super great yield from three days, uh, and. Yeah, the tracks are just still still dope. Like, sometimes when you make a track, you listen to it the next day, and you're like, wow, that sucks. But, you know, these weeks later just still sound just as amazing as they did that day. So I would say in terms of time-consuming and rewarding, that session was just off top, one of the, one of the greater ones. Uh, for me, I just kind of have to say City Country Grammar. Uh, it just, like, holds a lot of sentimental value. That beat we made in July of last year after Freedom Fest, actually. It's for Freedom it was for, it was, in, it was like we had come off Freedom Fest, like that was so fucking sick. And we just like made a song, and that's what came out of it. So you're talking about six months before it ever came out, you know? And all that time, like we were trying out a variation of hooks and stuff like that. And ironically enough, we ended up just coming back to the original idea, like the very first one that got recorded. Um, but man, yeah, it was just like to know how much went into that one and just making sure that it was right. And then, you know, it got picked up by Dietrich. He did a little dance video to that. That was cool. Like brought, brought some publicity to it. It was just like, you know, it's a solid dance track. And like one of our first tracks, I really feel like, you know, is we can bump in our sets and stuff too. I mean, we have a couple other ones too, but that one just kind of holds a lot of sentimental value for me. It's a good start to the year for sure. Taste Breaker. I wanna rock right now. 
internationally known, but I feel rock bass when it comes to the microphone. You know I uh, straight rock that. New money came through when we drop that. Case breakers on the beat can't stop that. Power for a couple dollars with a black ass. I'm the one they go dumb for. Before I walk in, need a drum roll. Got a half a zip in the console. Me and Jean about to take it to the lungs though. Yeah, I taught that city country grammar. All I need is your camera. I just touch down with my motherfucking hands up. I love it. We go dumb. Hey, go stupid, go dumb, make a fool with it. We go dumb. Go stupid, go dumb, make a fool with it. We go dumb. Go stupid, go dumb, make a fool with it. We go dumb. Hey, go stupid, go dumb, make a fool with it. Go dumb with it. Go dumb with it. Go dumb with it. Go dumb with it. Make a fool 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 with it. Yeah, I feel. Since we're meeting here in Santa Clara, basically the area, um, how does it feel to return to the Barrier doing shows after establishing pacebreakers in LA and everything? Dude, it's a great, great feeling, man. Because <laughs> we used to, we used to DJ at LGBG, and we would like beg our friends to come to those. You know, it's like, dude, like support us. We're trying to be DJs. You know, and it's like, I don't know. It's definitely different now. Like, it's different when you're asking people to come versus when people are like coming because they want to support you know what i mean like when we were around here we we're always asking people then we moved to la and we kind of showed that we're, we're really taking this serious and we're really trying to make something of this and all of our friends have been extremely supportive of that you know so it's kind of like one of those things when we come back home like everyone just comes out like out of love because they want to like show the support and show like you know be there for us in these early stages and that dude, just means the fucking world to us honestly like we wouldn't even be this far and we're not very far along yet but we wouldn't even be this far if it weren't for all our friends so shout like out friends, dude. yeah shout out <laughs> friends dude like coming to the bay is always super dope and it's honestly doing it like this is like the best feeling i can only imagine how it'll be when we start doing some bigger venues cool it's awesome so i'm gonna ask some like miscellaneous questions that correlate with the music industry and just yeah. like how you guys are as personality wise yeah. before I ask the last question which will be what's coming up Final next question. <laughs> <Final> question. <laughs> got 60 seconds to answer. <laughs> um so first off who are your biggest inspirations in the music industry right now like producing wise like right now right now or yes right now, current, right, now, right now current and like current. singers and you can take as long as you need cool. and how, how much time you want to like answer this cool thing. yeah um, I'd say, okay, from like a, a producer standpoint, um, like 40 has always been a big influence for me. Like I've grown up listening to Drake since like, you know, so far gone, comeback season, all that shit. So 40 has been a huge influence on me. Kanye, I mean, he's still current, you know, so I'd say just from a production level, him as well. But I'd say more in terms of like right now, right now. I think that the album that Smino and Monty Booker put together was just like, dude, that was just amazing. Like, 
Yeah, slept on super hard. Like, that is a completely different sound. That's their sound. And, like, they made a whole, like, 20-track album out of that. You know, that's... Dude, Black Swan. Shout out Black Swan. That shit is fucking dope. So, um, that's one producer that comes to mind. Um, I'm kind of blanking, but I know I have more. So, I'm going to pass it to you. Um, Bauer is huge for me. Uh, Just, like, that crazy forward-thinking sound. Bauer and Carmack just off the top, you know, just oh, yeah, really sure. beat, really beat heavy. Uh, just really keeping that beat culture alive. Um, and I, vocalists, I don't really know, but Ariana Grande has a beautiful voice. I just, <laughs> anytime I hear a track with Ariana Grande, it's usually, it's usually awesome because her voice is just that crazy beautiful. But yeah. And the Neptunes, shout out Neptunes because I think they're going to come back. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, right that's a huge influence on, on yeah. the production. Um, I have more, but I just can't. Honestly, man, my friends, dude. Like, if you want to just be real about, like, where I get a lot of my influence, like, I just fucking hang out with all my homies and see all the music that we make together and that they're making, and it's just like, fuck, dude, that's inspiring as hell. And it's not like I'm sitting here studying my friend's music like I do other music, it's more that I'm, like, studying them as we're making music together, you know? So, like, I see kind of what their thought process is. And I see how they go about things. They teach me things. We teach each other stuff. And, like, that's where I feel like most of my growth has come. So, like, my friends, like, Nady, like, Baker. Dave Baker is the fucking man, dude. That dude is, like, shout out, shout out the Bel Air house. You know, our homie Tracy. <laughs> um I learned a lot, you know, from, like, the Awesome Awesome team, too. Like, all those dudes, that's a stacked roster of super talented dudes. Um, shout out Steziak, Crew RU, all those guys. Those are all super talented producers. Domino, Domino even low-key produces, you know? So just, like, kind of being in that environment, the homie Ryan Vitell too. Like, just being in that environment, teaching and learning, and, like, that's where I'd say most of my influence comes from right now. Cool. And then just based off of that, since you sort of dug into this question already, yeah. um, who are you both listening to the most these days? Like, what's the latest album? Like, yeah. you said Black Swan, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that came out, what, March? Yeah. That was a little while ago, but yeah. something recent, like, in this past month or last month that yeah. you've been banging out a lot, um, inspired by. <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like, for me, this is a tough question to answer because... I'm always listening to something new every day, which I feel like is how a lot of people listen to music. So I just try to pay attention to what I find myself going back to and listening to a lot. So, you know, Damn came out, obviously. Uh, great album. Black Swan, great album. Uh, More Life was honestly inspiring as fuck, too, because, like, that weekend was the weekend that we were with producing with City James for those three days. So that came out, and it's like we just made, like, bangers after that like immediately after yeah. um so like it, yeah you know it would just be dumb to not say that here let me go through my itunes really quick um jameson's album, jameson's album it's tight uh our boy steziak helped put me on mac demarco so i've been listening to mac demarco a lot recently which is fucking sick um yeah man i'd say those that that covers pretty pretty good oh sango's new album was super inspiring too recently i've been bumping that pretty out, a lot out of the ones i actually just named so yeah that's me personally um like what seal said jameson album whatever you want is amazing it's just like a step away from typical music uh 
What album I just say? Whatever you want by James. No, no, no. Before that. <laughs> Gotta do the playback. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't have my phone. Ugh. Um, yeah, and Kendrick Lamar's damn again. That one's yeah. great. Uh, damn, I don't know. Album wise, oh, Eminem came out with an album. Mm-hmm. I bet none of you have heard. Yeah. It's super, super, yeah. No, no, no. After that. Post-Red Mercedes. Uh, Kei Trinata has a couple tracks. One's called La Dance. It's kind of like an interesting beat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's, it's it's like, uh, and then he produced a couple of the beats, too. So that was cool. It's cool to see these producers, sort of like the homies we're kicking it with, like, jumping on production as well as the rap or the singing, you know? It's kind of like the, literally the jack of all trades of, of the music world right now. Um, so yeah, that was a cool one. The Amine, or I guess it's a mixtape. Uh, yeah, more people have been doing mixtapes, I guess. Or just dropping random projects. Um, I just thought of a question as we were going along with these two last questions. Um, how has moving to LA influenced you guys? Since it's a completely different world yeah. from the Bay Area, so... Um, we live in the Valley, so it's pretty similar to the Bay in the Valley, I'd say. Um, but just to go back, honestly, like the biggest thing has just been the crowd and the environment that we're hanging out with on a daily basis, you know, uh, just kind of being surrounded by music all the time versus not, you know, when we were out in the Bay, it was just me and Kato, uh, which was cool. Obviously like I love Kato as my boy, but like, <laughs> you know, like for any, like you want to be in larger groups so you can like, that's what it's all about. It's about community. So, um, I, for me personally, that's like the biggest thing, biggest change, um, since moving to LA, environmentally wise, influence wise, like just being around fellow creatives. Kind of going off what Wasil said, the the creative competition created amongst like the the group of our friends is like we're just constantly learning or wa- yearning to learn and like build and grow and really just I don't know help each other, which is great because like I feel like it's super rare, and of all places, the superficial ass city like LA. We found a house, a house full of great people, who who are just down for the cause. So I feel like, yeah, like what Seal said, it's the people we've been kicking it with, really. That like, it's just like, that's the gas. That's like the that's the fuel. Roses bloom right out your body. Some say it's summer days, heaven's way But she is all a space, space between space She fills the space between fingerprints Police case, she is atmospheric Past the clearance of the ozone sulfuric She causes rivers to overflow Tornadoes to enclose and silver to gold She loves dark tones, but her soul is rainbow She, she toasts the ghost Ethereal in the way she walks She talks in hieroglyphics She's pastel like chalk She's all that I want You're all that I want Just blow right out your 
from your passion bloomed us a red one i peddled your passion shout out caregivers leave us i was blown away you said tea for Mary and Lucy got nothing on you I'll answer that when you ask the question about what we got coming next okay got you um I like asking this question. I didn't ask Domino this because mm. I found out about it recently. There's this lady, I forget her name at this mm. moment, um, who asks certain artists and she like takes a photo with it. Um, the question is, like, what you would do if you had 24 hours left to live? Yeah. Like, what would you do with that time? Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm inspired to ask that, too, because, like, not everyone's going to be able to get asked this in yeah. their life. So if you had, like, 24 hours left to live, what would you do with that time? This is assuming that, like, I am where I am in L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah. If you think in the future, wherever you might be. Um, so this is assuming that I don't have, I'm not easily accessible to my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was with my, if I was close to my family, I would like to spend the rest of my day with them. Yeah, I know it's a corny answer, but it just kind of is what it is. Uh, but, you know, it's, considering that where I live is very far away from all my family, um... <clears throat> I would honestly just take a bunch of acid and make music all day, bro. Yeah, I'd just say fuck it and try to put, like, try to create the craziest work of art for that final day on the planet. (laughs) And just fucking, and just be out. And just hopefully live long enough to upload it straight to SoundCloud. (laughs) Not even fucking mix that bitch, just export it straight out the DAW. Yeah, that's that's what I would do. <laughs> With 24 hours left to live, I would probably take a tab, produce a song, play with my dog, eat three of my favorite meals. I couldn't tell you what that is right now, but I would just make it one of those like SpongeBob's best day ever, where I knock off everything on my checklist, and by the sunrise or the sunset, I'm just I, I explode. But I did everything on that checklist, you know. All right, since right now I'm trying to, like, branch off other questions because I've noticed in my last interview that I needed to, to combine certain mm. questions because his answers were kind of melded together. Yeah. That's so kind of tr- how Keenan's answers are in general. Yeah. <laughs> I too much hey, shout that, out Keenan's interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think of what else. At this moment, though, if I have something else, it'll probably be miscellaneous to continue. Cool. But yeah, yeah. right now, like... What are you both working on next? You already said you've been working on stuff over the past few months. And then what else can we look forward to with Taste Breakers coming up? So you can definitely expect more music on a monthly basis uh, for the rest of the year. We'll have at least a track a month coming out uh, from here on out. Um, We actually have another track coming out this month, either next week or the week after. You'll know soon. Um, we might have a little, little project coming out with someone, but you know, we're still working on that. So I'll keep it under wraps. Um, but our biggest, our biggest goal for the rest of this year is to continue putting music out, uh, to play more shows. Um, we feel like it's really picked up since April. So just kind of get our, get our name out there and continue to create, uh, for next year. Um, and get this, you know, we've talked a lot about our friends, and we figured that now it's time to kind of make a little community collective out of all of us. So that's what Chairgivers is. Um, we would like to get that up and going by some po- at some point this year, too, hopefully this summer. 
Um, so just another little homie collective of all of us. We've been producing a lot of tracks for some friends. Um, Domino actually had a track on his that was produced by the chair, by chair givers. Our boy city James has, you know, a couple chair givers beats on his project coming up. Um, and when we say chair givers, it's just kind of like the natural, like, that's like when music's being made at the crib, like we'll just hop in, you know, like, Oh yeah, you got an idea. Like just jump on, you know? And that's, uh, I'd say it's three or more. Three or yeah. more people on the track. Yeah. Yep. And there's like five of us, like six of us that could produce. So um, it's where it's the spot we host our TV dinners. If you notice TV dinner, it's a chairgiver's event. It's on the flyers as well. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, and that's, uh, that's pretty much what we got for the rest of the year. Cool. Any final thoughts at all? We pretty much covered a good amount of... Yeah. Um, groundwork here. I think you got, good. you got the gist of it. That's Taste Breakers, May 11th. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have in store next. So. Thanks, man. Awesome. Hey, girl, what's up? What's up, Love, are you working on your body? Wanna put it in when you pull out Try to kick it and hit it karate Drink the juice, it'll make you feel naughty Oh yeah Yeah, uh At the function, smoking on something Robitussin, fuck I know my blood thing Squad always slapping Bay shit, federation and team shit 40 water in a clean whip Sideshow got doors open Ghost ride, I'm a star while you horoscoping Trying to stay in and fuck, go and order something J-Mo going hard, yeah she know it's coming I love that Oakland booty, baby stay in shape Taste breakers on the beat, never play it safe Laced up, yeah you know I got that grill Y'all can't see me, maybe try braille Sit that hand dog, feeling hella messed up Better men's acronym, I call it dressed up Oh you think you talk Bitch, I'm Trenta Yeah, I serve hot shit like a barista 